Hey y'all, we're back. You know, I was thinking, uh, a lot of times we talk about the guns only, and especially the guns of the Old West, you know, Remingtons and Colts and yada yada yada. But uh, we never seem to discuss the people that shot them. Now the gun, the people, the men behind these guns were some interesting individuals. So I picked out ten of them, and I thought we'd talk about them today. Now, the Wild West was known for its colorful history, and it's often portrayed as a place that was replete with saloons, gambling, and gunfights. And whether the lawmen or outlaws, nobody was anyone in the Old West unless they knew how to handle a gun. Some applied their skills as gunslingers to robbing trains. Others combined quick-draw shooting with fiery tempers or seemingly psychotic needs to kill. And yet others used their abilities to enforce the law, even though their conduct was more questionable. Now, still, they may not admire them for their exploits. We certainly can appreciate the, the skill of these renowned gunfighters. So let's take a look at ten of these guys now. Legend has it that the famous outlaw, of course, Billy the Kid, had killed as many as 26 men by the time he died at the young age of 21. Now, although the total seems, uh, seems more likely to have been under 10, but while there is conflicting information about Billy the Kid's true name and origins, he's widely reported to have been an excellent person with a gun. It seemed most likely that he was born in an Irish district of New York City around November the 23rd of 1859 and then settled in New Mexico in 1873 after being moved around the, the country by his mother. Now in 1877, following his engagement in criminal activities such as livestock rustling, Billy the Kid was hired by a wealthy English cattle rancher named John Tunstall. That would be in Lincoln County, New Mexico. Kid's job was to protect Tunstall and watch over his animals. And he was known for his lightning-fast draw and his skinny frame and his readiness to fight with his fists if necessary. The kid is said to have thought highly of his boss and the two had mutual respect. So when Tunstall was murdered in cold blood, Billy vowed to exact revenge on his killers. Now, Billy the Kid's favorite gun is to believe uh, to have been the 44 caliber Colt Peacemaker, and he became notorious due to his involvement in the Lincoln County War. Much violence and many escapades ensued, and on July 14, 1881, he was shot and killed by Sheriff Pat Garrett. Now, another fellow named James Killin' Jim Miller was born in Van Buren, Arkansas, on October 25, 1866 but his family moved to Texas when he was a baby. Now Miller's parents died when he was young and moved in with his grandparents. Yet he was orphaned for the second time when his grandparents were murdered, with Miller himself arrested for the crime even though he was only eight years old. In the end, he wasn't charged and he went to live with his sister and her husband. Later, as a teenager, Miller blasted his sister's husband in the head with a shotgun after a quarrel. He, handed, um, he was handed a life sentence for the murder, but escaped justice just owing to a technicality. Next, Miller was Next, he was implicated in another shotgun attack, this time in Ballinger City, lawman Joe Townsend. Uh, following his incident, Kill and Jim spent some time traveling and ran a saloon. He even then turned to a lawman himself. 
eventually becoming the Marshal of Pecos. Uh, in 1894, an ongoing feud between Miller and Pecos Sheriff George A. Bud Frazier led to Frazier shooting Miller in the arm, groin, and chest. But thanks to a steel plate under his shirt, Miller survived. So old Killin' Jim went on to become a Texas Ranger as well as a professional assassin. However, on uh, April 19, 1909, following the murder of uh, former Deputy U.S. Marshal Alan Gus Bobbitt, Miller was hung. So apparently, he screamed, let her rip, before stepping off the box. Now, <laughs> this outlaw once claimed that he'd kill 51 men. Other sources say he dispatched uh, with 12 in gunfights. Now, now, according to an article, in True West magazine, a contemporary of John Wesley Harden's claimed that Harden could get out a six-shooter and use it quicker than a fraud could eat a fly. And describe Harden's skills, Texas Ranger James B. Garrett said that the uh, quick draw, the spin, the rolls, pinwheeling, uh, border shift, he did them all with magical precision. Now, Harden is also said to have been a crack shot from horseback, able to unload his ammo into the knot of a tree trunk while galloping past. Harden favored a cap and ball six shooters, and he was, on at least one occasion, a double-barrel shotgun. Now, unfortunately, he used his skills for ill, you know, so. Born on the 26th of uh, May in 1853, this Texan's desperado and gunfighter shot and killed his first victim in 1868, when he was just 15 years old. Publications of the period say that he dispatched within 27 men during his lifetime. However, he got his uh, comeuppance on Octo uh, August 19, 1895, when he was shot and killed at the age of 42 by outlaw Const constable John Selman. Interesting. Isn't interestingly, whilst he was a teenager going by the alias Wesley Clemens, Harden encountered another individual we'll talk about in a little bit, Wild Bill Hickok. Now, Harden was captivated by Hickok and in awe of his gunfighting reputation. Now, born in Alabama on 1860, Dan Bogan relocated and grew up in Texas where he started working as a cowboy from an early age. Bogan seemed to have a quick temper, and he was always on the lookout for a fight, which earned him the reputation as a troublemaker. So he later left Texas for Wyoming after being blacklisted in a wage dispute. Now, he, it's believed that by 1886, this cowboy had taken the lives of three men. What's more, Bogan's ramble-rousing uh, didn't end there, and on January 15th of 1887, he murdered Constable Charles S. Gunn shooting the one-time Texas Ranger with a revolver. Now, before he could get away, although Bogan was himself shot in the shoulder, then captured, although he managed to uh, make a getaway in the midst of a raging blizzard, Bogan later turned himself in to the authorities because his wounds caused him to get sick. However, on October 1887, he succeeded in breaking out of jail again. And although famous detective Charlie uh, Seringo uh, purchased, uh, pursued him, Bogan vanished without leaving as much as a trace and possibly escaped to Argentina. While Bogan is not well known as some of his contemporaries, the author Robert K. D'Armant considers him one of the Old West's most underestimated gunfighters. Now, William Preston Long 
Longley, better known as Wild Bill Longley, is regarded as one of the most lethal gunfighters of the Old West. He was notoriously short-fused, and he killed upon the slightest provocation. Now, in fact, he may even have been what today we call a psychopath. By his own account, he was instructed from an early age to believe it was right to kill sassy Negroes. I don't understand that, but I wasn't there. So anyway, and at the age of 17, he had committed his first murder. So, Longley was born in Austin County, Texas on uh, October 6, 1851 and grew up on a farm close to Evergreen in Lee County, where he mastered the art of shooting. This dangerous gunfighter was also known to carry two dance 44 caliber revolvers, but he used a shotgun as well. At the time of his hanging, on October 11, 1878, Longley said that he had killed eight people, although he earlier claimed the figure was 32. Either way, he was known as one of the first two-gun fast-draw experts. Now, born in Tama County, Iowa, in 1867, Harvey Long Logan was otherwise known as Kid Curry. Um, he was caught up in a criminal activity such as robbery from a young age, and in 1894, he got on the wrong side of the law in Montana. As the story goes, the uh, miner and lawman named Powell Pike Landusky believed that Logan was involved with his daughter and accused him of assault. Logan was taken away by the police and beaten. So, on December 27th, the 27-year-old Logan confronted Landusky in a saloon and shot and killed him with a pistol. Forced to flee, old Logan would ride with uh, outlaw Black Jack Ketchum, form his own gang, and eventually join uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids Wild Bunch. According to some, Logan was considered the fastest gun in the West and is thought to be the basis of the Sundance Kids character as depicted by Hollywood. Logan participated in a series of robberies in South Dakota, Wyoming, New Mexico, and Colorado, and the Wild West magazine even claims that he was the wildest of the Wild Bunch. The gunman escaped from prison on two occasions and allegedly killed nine men in various shooting incidents during his time. In the end, on June 17, 1904, O'Logan took his own life after being wounded in a gunfight in Parachute, Colorado, perhaps to evade capture one last time. Now, fast-drawing gunslinger and killer Luke Short was born in Mississippi in 1854, but was raised in Texas. Leaving home whilst he was in his teens, Short worked as a cowboy, an illegal whiskey trader, and a professional gambler. He also later invested in various saloons, and Short had practiced with a gun in his early years and would acquire a reputation for his skill, but the most famous event he was involved in was probably the so-called Dodge City War. Now, after buying shares in Long Branch Saloon, uh, Short was branded undesirable by the Dodge City, Kansas authorities, and they made attempts to get rid of him. However, he determined not to go down without a fight. Short reached out to a prominent Old West lawman, Bat Masterson, who in turn got in touch with Wyatt Earp. Now Earp then descended on Dodge City with a posse of desperados and in order to prevent any conflict, Short was allowed back into Dodge and given permission to reopen his saloon, all without a single gunshot. Now Short 
is also famous for winning the duel against Jim Courtright on February 8th of 1877 in Fort Worth, Texas, where his ability to pull a pistol saved his own life and ended Courtright's. Dallas Stoudenmire was born in Aberfoyle, Alabama on uh, December 11th, 1845. As a 15-year-old, he spent time in the Confederate Army, and although he was discharged when officers found out he was underage. Still undeterred, Stoudenmire signed up again and fought in the Civil War, and he later operated as a Texas Ranger for three or more years, and he's armed with two guns. Now, Stoudenmire was an accurate shot with both hands, and he had a reputation being tough and dangerously short-tempered, when he, especially when he drank, uh, <laughs> drank some, got into the booze. But anyway, in April 1881, Stoudenmire became Marshal of El Paso, Texas, this being infamously a lawless and violent town at the time. On his third day on the job, Stoudenmire killed three men with two forty-four caliber Colts. And that was uh, in a famous incident known as the Four Dead and Five Second Gunfight. The, by February the following year, he had dispatched uh, with a further seven men in gunfights, and although the crime rate in El Paso fell significantly, and Stoudenmire earned himself a repute as a legendary lawman and gunslinger, he also made himself a lot of enemies. So... On September 18, 1882, he was shot and killed during a shootout with the Manning brothers. Uh, the culmination of the feud, he was 36 years old. So, Born in 1845, William Brokius, better known as Curly Bill Brokius, uh, may well be Arizona's most famous or infamous outlaw. He was involved in multiple gunfights and related incidents, including an occasional shooting of Tombstone Town Marshal Fred White, on uh, October 27, 1880, and in March 8, 1881, killing a cowboy named Dick Law, Lloyd. Brokius uh, may have been mixed up in the March 18, 1882 assassination of Morgan Earp. Whether or not this is the case, what is certain is that Brokius was good with a gun. In fact, the contemporary said he was capable of shooting coins from between people's fingers and could comfortably take down fleeing jackrabbits. Well, he was also said to have the ability to snuff out a candle by firing at it with a pistol. In the end, though, in March 24, 1882, Earp, Wyatt Earp uh, killed Brokius during a shootout involving the Earp Posse, Brokius, and several other cowboys in Iron Springs, Arizona. Now, deadly gunman of the Old West, folk hero James Wild Bill Hickok, was born in Illinois on May 27, 1837. Now, Hickok is said to have been a great shot, even as a youngster, and as well as known for his marksmanship with a pistol. Now, in 1855, after a fight, Hickok mistakenly believed that he had ended up in the depth of his adversary. Uh, the 18-year-old head, headed west, and he found work as a stagecoach driver. Now, Prior to working as a lawman in Kansas and Nebraska, Hickok then spent some time fighting for the Union Army, possibly as a spy, during the Civil War. In 1865, Wild Bill was involved in the iconic quick-draw duel with David Tutt. Harper's Magazine featured it as, as a story which elevated Hickok to hero status. Hickok's weapons of choice were a brace of 1851 Colt pistols with ivory handles and silver plating, 
which he kept in his belt or sash and drew in reverse cavalry style. So on April 15, 1871, Hickok took, as a, took over as a marshal of Abilene, Texas. However, in December that same year, he was discharged of his duties following a string of dubious shooting incidents involving uh, the accidental killing of his deputy. After that, Hickok traveled to Buffalo Bill Cody's Wild West show for a few years and performing as himself. And he also tried to support himself as a gambler and even arrested for vagrancy on a few occasions. Now, fate caught up with old Hickok in uh, August 2nd of 1876 when a man named Jack McCall walked into the Deadwood Dakota Saloon in which Hickok was playing poker and shot him in the head from behind. But that's a few of the interesting people that you got behind some of these guns we've been talking about. And uh, there's a lot more to be said about them, but, you know, I've got a time constraint here. But I, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us with any bitches, gripes, or complaints, feel free to contact us at uh, gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M, smoke, all lowercase, at yahoo.com. Or go to our Facebook page. Get a friend request. Drop some pictures down. Want to see what y'all are doing. And that'd be at Gunsmoke Gunsmoke on Facebook. So until the next time, y'all take care.